November is officially over, and December football is about to begin. The chase for the playoffs in the National Football League begins now, and we will be right there on the ride, right here on the Sunday car. Dan's upon Matty Ice, Matty C, Matt Silberth, and our esteemed producer, Lemon Pepper Lou Paracone. Lou, it's one of those days where we're just fumbling and bumbling and stumbling our way to the finish finish line. The the in-between Thanksgiving and Christmas thing is... Thanksgiving takes so much out of me, and I did so much traveling over to Minnesota and then coming back and working college football, and it's crazy. It's crazy. It's all right, buddy. You're a little tired from the turkey. That's all. That's all. I didn't even get any turkey. I got zero turkey this year. None. What do you, you guys go ham? You with the ham this year? No, I was in I was in Minnesota. I was a flying all over the place. You didn't get a turkey wow. leg or nothing? Oh, I got nothing. Boy. Oh man, nothing. oh man. I almost wish the one time a year you get to have stuffing and you didn't have any stuffing. Yeah, I got stuffed all right. I got stuffed. Well, <laughs> so I was right. gonna say that undefeated record. Uh all, all good runs have to come to an end, Dan. All mm-hmm. good runs have to come to an end. The magic, the magic ends. And it's frustrating, as all can be. I thought to myself after that game, I said, that's a game Brady wins. That's what oh, I said. boy. That's what I said. And it's well, getting more and more disappointing. And I'm starting to – the light at the end of the tunnel is shrinking for the playoffs for that team. Uh, yeah, they, they, you know, they call them generational quarterbacks for reasons because you don't get to have one every single time around. Mm-hmm. Unless you're Green Bay. Um, I mean, it literally – Rip my heart out, but the Pats obviously lose. Um, week 12. Week 12 was interesting. There was a lot of – nobody lost. I mean, we ended up on winning weeks. Thank God for the Pittsburgh Steelers Monday night, right, Matt? Absolutely. Thank God for Kenny Pickett. Yeah, he's balling out. I mean, it definitely felt like a grind. It felt like we learned very little about some teams, but it also felt like, okay, there were some very consequential games – that ended up happening, and I still don't waver on some teams that I still feel about. Let's just go through it, and let's just let's take a gander. We know the games from Thursday and what happened, and 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 obviously, but to Sunday we end up going. I go three one and one magical. I mean, obviously, if you had the six and a half, like I told you to get with Philly, you went four and one. But Maddie, you go three and two. Um, Cincinnati, that was our. Mind meld, the one mind meld of the week. Let's start there. Bengals get a big win on the road in Tennessee in kind of anticlimactic fashion with the penalty at the end and the whatnot. But do you feel any better about either of those two teams? I mean, it was just that was just like fist fight. That was just two teams like really trying to like grind out a game. Yeah, like I said, obviously Tennessee almost wishes that field goes in, you get a chance to come down and score a touchdown. And the ending was pretty anticlimactic. You, you, you summarize that, but. It definitely, again, you just two hard nosed football teams, but you don't know if they've really got the legs to go all the way, uh, you know, past, past maybe making it to the playoffs. I, I agree with you, but I do think, again, I'm seeing, I'm seeing Cincinnati continue to pop up in my ratings very high. And I feel like they're a better team than they were last year. I also feel like Tennessee is probably a better team than they were last year, at least from the standpoint of they're healthier. You know, and they might be, you know, more bought into their coach, I think, even more so than they were the year before. Um, then we have Miami. I mean, that was ridiculous. I mean, that's not even a game. I'm not even, no, I'm not going to let you go. That, that's that's for two and on people. That Like, that's what that's for. I mean, that's basically what it's for because it's Houston. I mean, that was horrible. That's not a real game. 
Yeah, it was a revenge spot for me against Houston from last, you know, just upsetting me so many times this year. So I'm glad that no matter what number you got the Dolphins at, I think they closed at, at most at 15 or no, 14 and a half. And they, I think it closed, the game ended at 15. So sometimes you could just bet the big favorites and it actually comes through for you when they've got a, a once in a lifetime offense. 30 nothing at the half. And I know you're sweating when it's 30 15 and it's going another point. I mean, that's ridiculous. Only the Dolphins. And then I thought Kenny Pickett looked fantastic. I mean, he's really, he's starting to look really good. So I got I mean, they had a really, really tough stretch of games. Like, you know, he's like so the games he was implanted in halfway through. And then his first couple of matchups he had were really difficult. He got the bye week. And since the bye week has been, you know, improving every week, I think he's, you know, I think that he's a valuable uh, first round pick for the Steelers going forward. Big win for Pittsburgh in the North. Big win for Cincinnati in the North. Huge loss for the Ravens. I mean, you said it, and I, I, I don't want to say I tried to warn you. I don't want to say any of that stuff because it's not really fair. The way they won was an unbelievable way. But the Ravens continue to lose these games late in the year in close matchups. I just I don't believe it. I've got to just stick with the first half of these Ravens teams. I can't, I can't bet the full game. Seriously. Bet them first half. Like, I mean, what a drive. I mean, I talk about a million things going their way, though. But honestly, Trevor Lawrence, big drive at the end of the game. Got his team down. They scored the touchdown. Crazy, crazy ending. Not the craziest one of the week, though. No, no, it was not. Um, Before we get to one of those – we obviously have, and then New Orleans and San Francisco, that one losing for you. But again, another a 13 nothing loss. I mean, what can you do fumbling at the one-yard line is such crazy. A billion chances. I just – I Andy Dalton. I just got to stop. Just stop with Andy Dalton, please. <laughs> That's literally get, the is James coming back? I hope James is back this week. Just I don't uh, want to watch Andy Dalton on my TV anymore. I am Prime time this week, too. I know. Prime time, Andy Dalton. Can't wait. I mean, I'm shocked that you took the Saints after, the, like, weeks of us saying, I hate the Saints. I don't want to take the Saints. And, Took the Saints. I mean, the right side. Yeah, what are you going to do? My only loser was Seattle uh, in dramatic fashion. That was probably the craziest game of the whole weekend. I mean, what a – the Raiders are somehow now alive. They're running up and down on everybody. I mean, that game in overtime, 86-yard touchdown run, but how it got there was unbelievable. Absolutely crazy game. Crazy, crazy game. And I said to Lou, we were watching these guys, these two teams just don't play in normal games, though. Seattle and the Raiders, they just – they don't play in any normal games. Nope. No, they don't. And Seattle suffering a brutal loss that puts the 49ers into first place in the NFC West. Now, I told you we pushed with Philly. Again, if you got the six and a half, we're not going to count it, obviously, on the show. But if you got the six and a half, good for you. Um, I still feel like Philly controlled that game, even though Rodgers kind of got into it. Rodgers hurt. I mean, is there a story there? Do you care? I think they were dead anyway. I mean, yeah. some people were saying if he doesn't, get lead that game they could win that game which could happen but that's not how it goes we got to play the game no we got to play the game last two here jets win in the rain lou they are very much alive i think that they go to minnesota this week could be a very interesting game beat the bears beat their brakes off the bears um they're not dead they're not dead and mike white is giving them life we're very much alive my friend uh mm-hmm. not even close to dead got a new yeah. pulse now Little mm. So mm. we'll see. We'll see how it goes. I like it. I'm starting to get some starting to get if they get playoffs for the Jets, you know that all of a sudden wacky things happen. The Jets don't make the playoffs often, but when they do, crazy stuff happens. I will we say. beat the coin. We beat the coin this week. <laughs> beat the coin. The coin has been defeated. I love that. 
Maddie, you know, also been defeated. I mean, you got guys <laughs> just screaming at the dude on the sideline. Like, when is enough enough? Like, Russ is just – I don't know if we could do the let's ride. I mean, it's it's hard. It's hard every week doing it at the end, and we're still trying to do it. But, like, Panthers, just – ugh, what a gross team. Uh, the offense is just – I think it's historically – I've seen some stuff this week. I didn't, I had saved the tweets. I didn't memorize them for the show. But just about the being statistically the worst offense since, the, you know, the turn of the century. So, uh, I, I just – it's just been so bad, man. I don't even know what to say anymore. No, there's nothing to say. I mean, you got outdueled by Sam Darnold. I mean, that's, you can't get lower than that, unfortunately. And, you know, it, it sucks and you hope you go forward. But, I mean, without – Without any, you know, kind of plan outside of Russ, I don't know how they get out of that one, but it's tough. Um, speaking of being tough, we lose the money line parlay by one freaking point this week. It, I mean, it just doesn't get closer. It doesn't get closer. No, they're going for oh, man. That going for two, Brandon Staley. I was hoping I could hear you and I could hear you in my head. They're like this mm-hmm. moron. He's always going yep. for it. He doesn't need to go for it. This is such a stupid decision. And I was really hoping. That you were going to be right this time, Dan, and you weren't right, and they freaking win it on the two point conversion. And then I, I knew, I knew, I said, of course the Steelers are going to come win this on Monday night. And the problem is, I didn't even get that. I didn't even get that one down in real life because I was waiting for three all week. Got busy on Monday, forgot that I hadn't put it in, so I didn't even get the straight up winner that I had on the show. Ugh. Tough break for the money line parlay again, but five weeks left here. Five weeks. Five left weeks stay. left. Can still do it. There's six still weeks, a sorry, chance. Six yeah. Oh, I forget. You keep forgetting. Week 18. Totally forget. Um, I, I don't think it can get any closer. I, we're, we are definitely, I think we're hitting it this week. I'm just going to say it. We're hitting it this week. It's happening. We've been saying, I feel it. I feel like it's coming. No, nope, it's this week. This is it. It can't. I mean, it has to hit. I'm saying it. I'm putting it out there. Statistical anomaly if it doesn't hit. Law of averages. Law of averages. Uh, law of averages says that I should be like, you know, losing all my under the weathers, but they continuously hit in the brutalest of beats for the Bucks to lose. I mean, in overtime, we get the under, which was, uh, you know, that, that just means we're doing well. And unfortunately for Lewis, the bet the narrative loses on that as well. But I mean, Bucks should have had it. And now you wonder, you say, I mean, can they, are they making the playoffs? Are they not? It's like, can Atlanta, like, I don't know. Nobody still- wants to win that division. Yeah, yeah, exactly. We're thinking the same thing. Bucks are still on top of the division, right? Yeah. I mean, at okay. the end of the day, get them in. <laughs> like that's you someone's know, gotta win it. That Tom Brady always finds a way. I don't yeah. know. How. Somehow, some way. That sneaky guy. Sneaky what would guy. you say is the craziest ending of the week? Because I was say I was when I was teasing it, I was thinking again, I was thinking towards the Cardinals game, not even thinking that again. There was a Josh Jacobs walk-off touchdown. Mm-hmm. Uh the Browns went in overtime after an Njoku unreal. Ridiculous catch on fourth and 10 in the back of the end zone. Uh, and then the, the two point conversion. And then you, there was another one that you mentioned that was just like uh, the Jaguars game. I mean, yeah. four like crazy, crazy endings to the games this week. A lot of crazy stuff. And it was bad teams winning against good teams, I think, or, or so we think. And, you know, it, it, it was just, it was very strange. And, and you, 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 those are wins again, consequential wins. And they go all the way back to Thursday. Pats, Vikings, Cowboys, Giants, like the Bills almost losing to the Lions. I mean, that would have been incredible. So, you know, shaky ground, we're really going to know. We're really going to know this week. I feel like this week will be very telling. Just the, I know we didn't go over Thursday, just the biggest shout out to the Giants and 
that last minute touchdown Scumbag. Gets, gets gets the cover Scumbag. eight and a half and the over. Made zero and two to two and zero. Happy Thanksgiving to me. I went for seconds on dessert right after that. I was just fantastic. <laughs> I've never been because I saw it while I was in the stadium and I said, "Doggone it! If they like, they missed this field goal and and now like, I know what's coming." I know there's like a minute 12. Like, I'm like, this is only, I, I deserve this. I deserve this. So meaningful to some It's meaningful mm, to some. I like my, one of my favorite phrases. Um, let's get to it. Shall we? I go three, one and one. Matt goes three and two. Um, ironically, we have the same percentage, but it's kind of a weird little funky uh, records. Matt's 36, 24 and three. I'm 35, 24 and four somehow. It's like very strange, um, but we're still working for it. I don't know how that all works out. Um, too many pushes, way too many pushes. So yeah. I will let you pick, my friend. I will let you pick this week. I'm gonna I'm gonna punt here. Hit me with number five. Number five. I'm gonna get right into one of the big games of the week because again, I don't feel that great about it, but it. I think I got to make a stance on this one because it's two teams that I've been been liking a lot this year. If you want to call this the game of the week, there's another candidate, but this game of the week for me, Miami and San Francisco. San Francisco is laying four four right now, three and a half, four. Mm -hmm. I think this is where you got to just come off of Miami. And and, and I know we hate Lane Shanahan as a favorite. I know you hate hate Lane Shanahan as a favorite. uh, It is minus four right now, but this is all all money and – Tickets are on Miami right now. This feels like public dog of the week. And it's a little early when we're recording this Wednesday night to know about the injuries. But if, you, if you're watching these games, again, you're not just saying, oh, Miami's beating these teams. And you're looking at records. If you watch these games, Teron Armstead leaves that game in the second half while My, well, Miami's blowing the doors off of, off of Houston last week. He comes out of the game. They let up four sacks right after that. And he's more than likely going to be out because McDaniels this week. He's, it's a peck problem. He's not going to need season-ending surgery. He didn't fully tear it. But he's out this week, as far as McDaniel said. And then their other their other tackle, who just came back from IR two weeks ago, Austin Jackson, yeah. it just came off IR two two weeks ago. He also is possibly going to miss this game. And San Francisco's defense is just dominating these past three weeks, like we've been saying. It, it continues to go. I know that they've had a little bit of a weak schedule, but Miami's they both had a weak schedule. They really haven't played anybody coming into this. I just think Miami traveling over to San Francisco. If there's any team. You know, the teacher has got to teach the, the student eventually. Like, I know you're the young hotshot in Miami. I just keep seeing these Instagram clips with these Ray-Bans and his Rolex on his wrist talking to two on the sidelines. Oh, I just think that this guy has got it coming to him a little bit eventually here. I think Shanahan's going to say, I know what you're trying to do. I taught you this system. We've been doing, you know, I've been doing this for years. I'm going to know what to do on the defensive side. I think they're a better overall around team. I hate the number. It's gross to lay the three and a half, but I think that's also getting everybody on Miami side, public dog of the week. So lay the points, take San Francisco as the better team at home. I feel like you're just, this is, this is, this is you coming off of your stance. This is two and on uh, all of a sudden looking through the rose colored glasses and, and saying, it's okay. Like it's okay. This is what I feel with you. And this was going to be my number one play out of principle. Uh, it's really the number two play, but I was going to make it my number one play out of principle because it's time to expose them. It's exposing time. This is ridiculous. They've played nobody at all. And it's time to expose these fish frauds for what they are. 
filet fish is really what they are. We know everyone wants to see the San Francisco D versus the Miami powerful offense that can just fly to no ease. And that Tua is an MVP candidate, even though he's really just a placeholder for number five on my list as I will keep going through. But as I will continue to say, people forget how good the San Francisco offense actually has been. In fact, I have San Francisco's offenses actually rated higher than the Miami offense, and this is why. San Francisco tied for fifth in yards per attempt, sixth in passer rating, Jimmy G, fifth in sacks allowed. They don't give up any. Second in pressure allowed. Third down offense, sixth in the league. Tied for fifth in yards per play, fifth in time of possession. They control the ball. They are dynamic, and they're going up. Really, we don't even have to talk about the offense because they're not playing the Miami offense. They're playing the Miami defense, and the Miami defense – 27th in defensive passer rate, right up Jimmy G's alley, and they're 29th in the red zone. They are awful. They are soft. They have played an incredibly easy schedule. By the way, they play the third hardest schedule in the league from here on out. So mm-hmm. we're going to see and get them exposed. Tua is great at home. He's 12 and 4 ATS, but on the road, 6 7 and 1 in his career on the road ATS. San Francisco's defense, by the way, hasn't given up a point in the second half in four games. In four games. I mean, everything is pointing to this. Jimmy has not been great either in his career at home. He has a bad against the spread record in his career, but he's covered the last five in a row as a favorite at home. He's covered the last five. Let the public eat this up. This is Finkel is Einhorn game for the Niners to expose the fish to expose the Dolphins. It's San Francisco minus four. It was my number one play, really my number two, but really my number one. San Francisco minus four all day and twice on Sunday. This is a joke. They're going to play an actual team and get slaughtered. This will be this will be a blow. This is a blowout in this game. I just want to say your two comments don't apply to me. So you try to you try to lump me in there on the two comments. So I'm just going to try and just disband myself from that. From from that hate that you just put on oh. on the future MVP of the league, like, oh, I get, get the tape, like get the tape. San Fran is a better team. Tua is still a good quarterback. Oh. Maybe, oh. maybe you know if if Jimmy and him switch places, who knows? Maybe, maybe, maybe. Oh. I I can't even I can't go there at all at this point. Please, number four, please before I explode. Okay, this is another one that. There's a couple things to back it up here. I mean, there's one big thing to back it up, and it's the principle that we have to take. Mike Vrabel is the best underdog head coach in the NFL, especially when he's getting a field goal or more. Again, I feel like we've had a pretty good pulse of the Titans here this weekend. When they're three-point dogs or more, Mike Vrabel and the Titans are 21-7 and seven against the spread. That is 75% hit rate. That is pretty damn good, if you ask me. Uh, again, we, we weren't on them last week because it was a, it was a, a short dog of only one, one and a half points, depending where you got it. Uh, and the t- and we think that Cincinnati is a good team. Not that we don't think, obviously, the Eagles are a very good team, but I think that they match up well in this one. Um, you got a Eagles team that likes to come out fast and, and, and score fast and get on teams early. They did it in the Packers last week. Uh, it, was a, it was really back and forth in the first half, and they really slowed down in the second half. The Titans are also wanting to play that game, and they are hard-nosed defensively coming out of the gates with Vrabel. Uh, Both these teams are top eight in first-half scoring and time of possession, but on the defensive side, Tennessee is second uh, in first-half points allowed. 
Um, Eagles are just middle of the road as far as first half points allowed. So offensively, both these teams will come out hot and end up slowing down in the second half a little bit. Tennessee, I think, can stay on them early, keep it tight early, which then allows them to do their game plan of keeping Derrick Henry running, which we know the Eagles have struggled with ever since. Uh, you know, they've had some injuries on their defensive line. So I think that the game plan fits here for, for Vrabel. I do hate that this is just under, you know, it was at six, six and a half. That got bet down very early in the week. I didn't get a taste of it at all, but five and a half. I'm hoping that that could still be enough. Again, Titans play these tight, ugly games um, and, and use Derrick Henry. Keep it close in the first half, be able to use Derrick Henry the whole game um, and, and just keep it tight here and, and cover the spread. Does that line does that line feel fishy to you? Uh, yeah, it, it is, and it's this is again. I said Dolphins would be public dog of the week. This is also like public dog. If I want to do like the public money line parlay, I'd take Dolphins and Tennessee Titans because the Titans are eighty two percent tickets, ninety four percent money right now, mm. and so that does worry me a little bit. Eagles might just need a a get right spot, but again, we saw the the Packers offense. Who I know the Packers have been winning games. We say their offense is maybe not it's not necessarily like the whole entire problem. I mean, Aaron Jones and A.J. Dillon, A.J. Dillon really got a, a resurgence last week, and they were running all over the Eagles. So I just think that people just keep doubting the Titans. These book, The books are not really putting love on the Titans and maybe too much love on the Eagles. Maybe. That, that definitely could be. It just seems like this – to me, I saw it, and I was like, could this really be like under five – when I saw five and a half, um, I, I saw it and I said – you know, giving us the Eagles under that touchdown, but why? You know, like I, that, that the numbers threw me for a loop because I'm like, it's a lot of points for the Titans, but it's under that touchdown for the Eagles. So what do they want us to do? And I, I got in a freaking Bavarian pretzel and I had to stay away from it. Couldn't go anywhere near it. I, I almost did it. And then I'm like, again, Vrabel, dog, 75%. You take it every time. And it. More often than not, it's going to work with you. So I got to make five picks. I might as well go with my guy on this one. Live with Vrabel, die by Vrabel. Love it. Fantastic. Uh, number four is really my number five. Uh, you said it's big games. Big games this week. Let's put two big games on the table. Give me the duo. The duo is back, or so we think. And maybe a Super Bowl return? Maybe? Because I love the Bengals this week. I love the Bengals at home against the Chiefs. Plus two, especially if Chase returns. I think it could be. He almost returned last week. And if he does this week, I'm sorry, the more rounded team here is Cincinnati. The better playing team right now is Cincinnati. We know both offenses are great. We know they're going to get theirs. But the Cincinnati defense has quietly gotten it done. If you look at these numbers, they're pretty impressive. They're second in defensive completion percentage. They're fourth in D passer rate. They're sixth in the red zone defense. By the way, Kansas City is last in red zone defense. They're third in time of possession, which means they control the game so they can control Mahomes, the exact you know strategy everybody wants to do to beat him. Fifth in opponent's points, punts per game, and sixth in opponent's fourth quarter points per game. So that's really vital as well. The two points, time possession and fourth quarter, Cincinnati's defense is really good. And yes, it might be a revenge spot for Kansas City from last year's game. I understand that. But this year, after a straight-up win, Kansas City is one in seven against the spread. I mean, that's an anomaly. And, you know, we know in the years past, they haven't covered really well, especially big numbers. This is a low number, but I, I look at that and I say, maybe there is something to Kansas City getting high, 
getting hot and then and then losing it down down the stretch here. By the way, you look at Joe Burrow's numbers. 15 and 3 against the spread in his last 18 games. Against offenses that score more than 24 points per game, he's 11 and 4 against the spread, covering his last 7 in a row. He's also 15 and 4 against the spread against teams above 500 and should Mixon and Chase be back? Cincinnati might be the most dangerous team for Buffalo or Kansas City to play. I like the Bengals here at home getting points. Uh, I took your number two pick early and you took mine. So, I mean, mind meld the Bengals here. Uh, I agree. You know, I think a lot of people are going to look at revenge spot in Kansas City under under a field goal here. And, and I think the public's going to gobble that up. Uh, I, I think this is absolutely the right side here. Like I said, Kansas City secondary is just filled with rookies and secondary players and mm-hmm. very young and not very big and large guys. And especially if you have Chase and Higgins and these guys, these big body guys that stretch the field with Burrow, like you said, Joe Mixon is expected to clear concussion protocol by Sunday. Uh, Chase will be probably a game time decision. Um, but if you get the run game back with the big body receivers that you can push the ball downfield and not like I said, Mixon's there to control the clock and, and dominate time possession. I, I, I don't know how you don't like Cincinnati. I think this is going to be one of those just matchups that you're going to see right now. Like I said, this Cincinnati defense is, is elevating through the rankings every week. They're playing so good. DJ reader last week, they saw us, you know, really stuffing up Derrick Henry didn't have a mm-hmm. monster game. So I, I love the Bengals this week. I have, yeah, you have to love the Bengals this week. Andy will get bored trying to run the football. I yep. promise you. They'll try to run it. They'll do it. And he'll get bored and he'll realize, shoot, we don't have Tyree kill against his defense anymore, which is really what killed the Bengals last year in both the regular season and the playoff game. And, you know, they went to him too many times at the end of that first half. I think it bites them again. I just – I don't see – the one thing I could see Kansas City screwing up the game, though, is their pressure. They get a lot of sacks. Cincinnati gives up a lot of sacks. That could be interesting, but we'll see. We'll have to see. Number three, I think this is. Yeah, so that would be, yeah, number three for number two. Yeah, okay. This was You just went. You just went, technically, so. Okay, so, yeah, so I've already so, given out three. You need to you give out You gave out three. Let me give out my three real quick, okay. and then we'll, we'll hit you. This one, uh, uh, oh, this is gross. I, I don't like this one at all. I mean, it's hard because here's how I'm, I'm branding this game. We're going against principles, but for results. Normally, we'd fade that Monday night winner, but I'm going to take the Steelers minus one in Atlanta. And it hurts. It's, it's, it's hard. It's a, this is a hard game. But Pittsburgh continues to get better on defense with Watt back in the lineup. Throw the metrics out the window with Pittsburgh's offense. They're getting better with Kenny Pickett to George Pickens. That is becoming a very dangerous duo there in Pittsburgh where Kenny's starting just to get his rhythm. You can see it. His rhythm, his anticipation, his timing is down with his receivers, and he's not afraid to throw the ball downfield when Pickens is one-on-one with somebody and covered up. You also got to look at this. Atlanta's defense is really, really bad. I mean, we're talking 27th in defensive completion percentage, 28th in D yards per attempt. They're last in pressure rate. They're 30th in third downs, 27th in yards per play. In their last three weeks, they're 30th in red zone defense. Pittsburgh's also taking away the run, something that Atlanta wants to do. The last three weeks, Pittsburgh is fourth in yards per carry rushing and fourth in yards per game on the ground for their defense. Arthur Smith really coached his team well, but in the fourth quarter, he's had some just dumb things. Even this last week, 
He really mismanaged that fourth quarter against Washington very, very badly, uh, especially with the time and clock. That happened multiple times. Pittsburgh just had it happen to them with Jeff Saturday or Jeff Monday or Sunday or whatever the name is, um, screwing up the clock at the end of that game. This could be a situation where it goes that way again. Also, I like the fact that the numbers are on our favor. 58% of the bets are on Pittsburgh, but 92% of the money is on Pittsburgh. Normally, I'd say, okay, road, uh, home division, home divisional, home dog getting points, but it's only one point. And Pittsburgh's playing better, and Atlanta's playing a lot worse. I'm going to take the Steelers. Yeah, this one's probably, this one's in my leans here. This one's just outside. Um, just because, again, that. The Monday night winner, and that's burned me too many times. I said, "Ah, oh, just screw it, go against it." But it's burned me on uh, my, you know, on this program a couple times, just too many this year. And again, and if anybody was going to burn me, it would be the Dirty Birds and the Atlanta mm-hmm. Falcons. So I had to stay away from this one. I probably will, you know, be on be on your side, but I couldn't put it in my my five for the show. But I agree, TJ Watt, too good. Um, you know, and George Pickens, like I said, I I think this is a stretch. Now I did again. I bought in on George Pickens for the, the fantasy playoffs, made a big trade in our league. Uh, okay. This starts a stretch right now through the next four weeks that they have a very, again, they played, Pittsburgh played one of the hardest schedules, if not the hardest so far this season. And they've really got to be able to, they're going to be able to make it up on the back end here. Uh, and this just starts one of his many weeks of good passing matchups that I think he's going to start to to dominate and be and be a be a force in the fantasy playoffs. So. If you pass everybody's trade line, you can't get him. But I like uh, George Pickens. Maybe take some of his props over this week if you couldn't get a taste of him in fantasy football. Ooh, that makes me feel very good about this pick, Ben. So we would go to number two for you, Maddie. Now we're getting into the into the big ones here. Okay, so when you said gross, I thought – I said I was going to get gross as I'm coming into this one. I think, I think we've hit rock bottom. I think we've hit rock bottom, and that's when we have to pick up the pieces – put them back together and form them into that Lombardi trophy. That was won last year. And you oh, have to take no. the Los Angeles Rams plus oh, seven and a half no. against the Seattle Seahawks. This is a team that again was competitive last week in, in a game against the chiefs. And I mean, when it started, everybody kind of knew where this game was going. I mean, you kind of, knew the ending eventually that Bryce Perkins as good as he could look. And he, you know, he played pretty well that they weren't going to, win and they didn't even cover it really came quite close to uh to what the, the line closed at 16 in that game and the chiefs were able to cover the whole thing but i think that now in a divisional matchup at home they're not you know they're playing seattle who's good but they are not the chiefs the chiefs are a top three team in the league right now now coming home in a divisional game after perkins is getting you know i, I don't know if stafford's gonna come back i'm kind of hoping it's almost perkins for this one because it's I just think that he's able to maybe rally this team. He's working with again the the, the wounded and the infirmary that is there, and, and, and you know Tutu Atwell's getting passes, and, and all these other guys are are coming out of the woodwork here and playing for them. But I think seven and a half points at home is is too much. Uh, McVay in his career versus Pete Carroll seven and four against the spread, um, and this would also be the biggest touchdown, uh, biggest favorite that Geno Smith has ever been. He has never been a touchdown favorite or more in his career, which again hard to believe if you you know that on the Jets and the Seahawks. He hasn't been favored by more than a touchdown, Geno Smith. I, it's just a different animal this week. They, they almost were so close to covering that spread last week. I know it was big. Seven, you know, I, I just think that seven and a half is still too much now. People are just going to be like, easy money, no matter what, you fade the Rams. In a spot at home against a team in Seattle, that again, they're, they're, they win close one possession games, getting them over one possession here on the hook. So 
give me the Rams plus seven and a half. I hope we've hit rock bottom here, but oh. uh, we might we might sink a little bit lower. I don't, I don't know how you're stomaching that one. I mean that if they don't cover, I mean they're shadow banned. They're done. Like we can't because yes, that's the right play, but I, I just can't see it. I mean now no Aaron Donald now no yeah. Allen Robinson like that's really tough. That's really tough. That's just just when you got to take them. I, that's the guess. It's, it's everybody's going to be pulling that out, and I, I I didn't see where the tickets. But I think it I think it is kind of split right now as far as where the tickets and the money are going on this game. Let's see. Seattle's got fifty eight percent of the tickets. The Rams have fifty four percent of the money. So splitting right over that middle line there. Um, Not enough for me. Not enough. I, for I hear me. you. I, I, that's a plug. Plug your nose and take it. Divisional dog getting divisional dog getting seven and a half at home. That's all. We, that's all you got to think about. Don't look about the teams. A divisional dog getting seven and a half points at home. We got some stinky divisional games this week. Some really stinky ones. I'll tell you. Number two for me is not a divisional game, but I don't like it because well, maybe I do like it. I don't know what I feel about it. I honestly, I thought I hated it, but I feel like my numbers and like me running the numbers like they're. Like, I still have to conclude that this team is still overrated. I hate it. But we're going to just keep doing it until we until it dies. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets on the road in Minnesota, plus three. I know, Lou. I know. It's it's not good. It's not no, – and nobody likes it. It's Mike White on the road. And Kirk Cousins, 1 p.m.er. After they just got that big win on Thursday night, game they really shouldn't have won. I made some Patriots made so many mistakes. I'm still hurt. But the Jets will not do what New England did. They will double Justin Jefferson. They will. And they got Sauce Gardner as their number one, not Jonathan Jones. And that's what makes me pretty confident in this is it's Sauce's first big test. I know he's a rookie, but you could see something special in this dude. Their D-line is still elite. Like, their D-line is still elite. And we're still not sure whether Derrissaw is going to play, whether they have that awful left tackle who got so much help in that game on Thursday. We still don't know if Dalvin Tomlinson is going to play on that defense. But, you know, people are saying the Jets just played a terrible defense in Chicago and this, that, and the other. Are the Vikings a good defense? Because I can give you numbers that say otherwise. They're 31st in opponent's completion percentage. They're last in defensive yards per attempt. They're 28th in defensive pass rating. And here's the last three weeks. 31st in third down D, last in D yards per play, last in opponent's punts per play, 31st in opponent's points per play. I mean, that doesn't sound like a very good defense to me. And they're not. Mac Jones just knifed them up. Mac Jones, Okay. As good as the Minnesota fourth quarters have been, because that's where they win their games. We know how Minnesota operates. Stick in the game, and the fourth quarter will win. They've been really good in the fourth quarter. Do you know who the best team defensively in fourth quarter points per game is this year? That would be your New York Jets, Lewis. That would be them. They've given up three points per game in the fourth quarter this season. They're very good at shutting teams down in that part of the game. They're also 4-1 and one against the spread on the road this year. So they've been pretty good in that category, and they're getting a field goal. Also, here's one that I found very interesting about Kirk Cousins. We know Kirk Cousins not profitable off a straight-up win, this, that, and the other, but he's been defying that whole thing. But when Kirk Cousins is facing a team that scores and allows less, 
than 20 points per game. In his career, he is 2-2 two and two straight up, and he is 0-4 against the spread. I know it was the Bears last week, but to say Minnesota's defense is good is just not true. Give me Mike White, J-E-T-S, all the way, plus three in Minnesota. I uh, I need a moment to soak that up. That was great. <laughs> it was good? I wish I could listen to that all the time. I wish I had <laughs> such high praise coming for the Jets every week like that. That'd be nice. That'd be just how you felt for the last 20 years. God, that that was something. If we've been doing the show for the last 20 years, I might have felt this way. I would take the Jets a lot. Jeez. All right. Yeah, th- this is the game for me that I could be convinced of, of both sides of. Because I agree with you. That's again, like, I think that the Vikings are, are getting a little bit, you know, still on this side of the, you know, they've been getting a lot of luck in their games. They're maybe a little bit overrated. Um, but at the same time, Mike White coming in and beating up uh, JV squad Bears defense. You know what I mean? Like that win, Zach Wilson probably would have tuned up the Bears last week. And in all honesty, again, Zach Wilson had to play the Patriots in back to back games. And then, oh, now you're out just in time for when we get to play the get right game of the year and you get the Bears at home in like a sloppy mess. And I, so I just, I'm wondering if we're jumping the shark a little bit too quick on Mike White to adjust his line down and the Vikings are still a nine and two team that are just getting the job done. And I know that the Jets defense is very good. And I'm very, very interested to see Sauce Gardner versus Justin Jefferson. That's like, you know, got to be the matchup oh, no. of the year at corner and yeah. wide receiver, right? I mean, you got the guy who's who's leading offensive player of the year uh, rankings. And or actually, he just got passed by somebody for offensive player of the year, Justin Jefferson. But he's first or second offensive player of the year odds and defensive player, uh, defensive rookie of the year on the other side. So, Matchup of the year as far as wide receiver corners go, but um, that's why I had to stay away from this one because I was kind of I could I was finding myself on both sides of the coin. Again, I'll say it again. Yeah, maybe Zach Wilson does snipe up the Bears. They're not a good. This is not a good Vikings defense. It's not. It's just not. And you could make the argument that the Jets may have a better defense than New England. And again, we're going off of last week to this week, but you know, to me. I just don't see, again, I still don't see, I don't have any faith in Minnesota to be the team. Yes, they get it done, but they're a fourth-quarter team. That's why they win games, and maybe that's enough. But we'll see. All right, numero uno, Matty Ice. What do we got in the old tank? One that you're throwing the mortgage on. Well, now that you put it that way, that makes this one a lot scarier because <laughs> you said there's a couple ugly divisional games here, Scary. and you've got another – Ugly divisional dog here that we've got to take because it's a home dog in the toughest division in the league, the NFC beast. So, you know, we've got to take the New York Giants plus two and a half at home against your Washington commanders against Taylor Heineke's Washington commanders. And I think, again, we've said it. I've said a couple of weeks of this show that Heineke's roller coaster is up and he's down. And, well, he's been he's been riding pretty high. The commanders have been riding really high the past few weeks with a lot of things going their way. Uh, Taylor Heineke is now 7-0-1 in his past eight starts against the spread. I believe he's 11-2-1 in his career as a starter against the spread. Talk about a guy that is riding high, and I just – I I'm trying to maybe time it when we got to get off the train and go the other way. Uh, I You know, kind of trying to look at the numbers. I know the Giants have struggled to win some games, but they're still moving the ball in offense. Over the past three weeks, they are eighth in total offensive yards gained. Uh, 
they're, you know, top, top 12 in the season as far as moving the ball on offense. Washington, while they've been winning these games, but they are bottom 13 in, in, in moving the ball in offensive yards. And, and you know, it, it, they're getting a lot of turnovers. They've had they've had defensive points come the past couple games. Obviously, the Giants aren't the best at taking care of the ball, which is something that, you know, you have to do every game without being too obvious about not having, you know, winning the turnover battle. But I just think that the Giants have been moving the ball better on offense. They're supposed to be getting a couple guys back on defense. Their, their practice reports looking at least some of these guys are at least getting limited practice in uh, early in the week on Tuesday and Wednesday. So I'm hoping that the Giants get a little healthier. The commanders are finally going to maybe cool down a little bit and have not everything go their way. And I'll take the Giants at home here. Divisional dog at home, especially in the NFC beast. You know, I'll be honest, this is the one game where I was in a lean. Because I don't have any leans. I really don't like anything else. It was the one game where I thought about it. I said, I kind of like Washington here. But as I looked through and I, I kind of just ran, like, you know, what I run, um, I, I just couldn't stomach it. But then I couldn't stomach the Giants being at home, Daniel Jones at home, and, and all those numbers – I had it down to Giants pick them, and it was just too close for my numbers. And I just – I didn't – I, I it, it just – it's gross. It's gross. I don't like it. Um, this is one of those games I feel like I can't ever bet on Washington versus the Giants because you just have no clue. And you know it's going to be a one- or two-point game. Yeah. Yeah, again, that's – I'm just hoping – well, I'm hoping it's – yeah, it is a one- or two-point game, not a field goal game. Yeah. Uh, that would be fine for me. <laughs> But yeah, I, I, well, I, I just I'll take I'll take the Giants every time to the spot. Like you said it last week. How do the Giants hang in with this? And again, obviously they won in all they they covered in all sorts of ridiculous ways last week. But early on, it's just the Giants just play these when they need to play an ugly game and muck it up and run the ball, like they can do it and they can hang into these games. Obviously, they got it aired out on them quite a quite a bit in the second half last week. That came out firing. But uh I again. I'll take my chance with Taylor Heineke doing that this week. I think you will. I think you will. Uh, no weather. Perfect mm. day. Light wind. New York. New York. I go New York. Matt goes New York. Yeah. Two different teams. Look at us. What's 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 the only what's the only maybe most glamorous city outside of New York? Are you thinking one? Los Angeles. Close. Come on, you know it. I know it. I can feel it. He's going to talk about it. home divisional dogs. Yeah. <laughs> the team playing Los Angeles just win, baby. Number one, Las Vegas Raiders are my number one play of the week at plus one and a half against the Chargers. And this is a really simple formula for me. Josh McDaniels will not get bored running the football against Staley's magical defense. And that wonderful, magical, consistently bad Chargers rush defense. The Raiders currently right now are fourth in the league in yards per carry. The Chargers, believe it or not, I don't think we've brought up the Chargers uh, again, uh, opponent's yards per carry in weeks. They are still last in the league. It's probably been four or five weeks. They are still last in the league in this category. Also, the Chargers, overall, they're the 27th-ranked DVOA team in the league. I have them similarly rated. I think they are absolutely fraudulent. 
They're also bottom five in both first down offense and first down defense. They're atrocious on first down. They have no rhythm to their offense. They really should have lost last week. And I get it. The Raiders played a crazy overtime game on the road. They come home. The Chargers might have had the luckier win. Honestly, they probably did have the luckier win. Also, just one little point of note here. If Vegas is down late in the game, um, that's where Herbert typically screws it up, honestly, at the end of the game. He is 12-29-1 against the spread in the second-half spreads in his career. He is 3-8 and eight in those second-half spreads this year. He has been really bad in the second half and has choked it away. 51% of the bets are on the Vegas Raiders. 90% of the money is coming in on the Vegas Raiders. There's a commitment to excellence. And even though people have shot this man down, better coaches on the black and silver side, my friends. People have shot his career down. You just wait. It's not this year, but it's coming. Vegas, one and a half. Yeah, I, I couldn't stomach this one. I'm, I'm just still not. The Raiders are, I, I get they had a, a sweet win last week. And, they, you know, obviously they beat up with the Broncos. Like, good for you. But I'm just still not ready to, I'm still not ready to go anywhere near near the Raiders. Obviously, the Chargers has any bit of a favorite. They stink. They can't, you know, again, they, they, can, they literally won by one point last week. So that's why they cannot be a favorite. They win every game that they, you know, at, that they're a favorite by super tight and close margin. So, even though you're only getting a point and a half here, I think that's enough value that you get the same kind of crazy stuff could happen that happened last week. So good luck to you for taking it. Uh, you know, put it all in black, put it all in black and silver this oh, week. Oh yeah. But, uh I, I I'm not there with you. I'm also not I'm also not putting it on uh, you know, teal and gold. <laughs> oh, well, I mean you can't do that either. But you know, to me, I look and I say, Raiders are only one and a half points. Like normally you'd say, Wow. Chargers are only needing to beat them by two. That's like Chargers should do that, right? Uh uh-uh, uh, no way. This is the easiest. I mean, this is a pros Joe's game right here. I mean, this is the definition of one. So Raiders plus one and a half. I feel really, really, really good about it. All right. Any lanes? I have none. I have none. I was thinking Washington and I just don't. Yeah, I have a couple. Um, feels like too many points for Jeff Saturday. On Sunday night, Ugh. maybe 11, 11. I see it down to 10 and a half in a couple of books now. The, the value, I might just have to take it again. A, a team with ball control, run, run the ball on Dallas and maybe slow down the pass rush a little bit. But Matt Ryan is flashing back to like, he had, he had a little pep in his step when, when Jeff put him back in the lineup. And then, I don't know, last <laughs> week was last week was not too good. Um, and then can't do it anymore because they have been shadow banned until for night. You know, I, I was going to say this before, I feel like our shadow bans. I tried events last for like three weeks until we're like, well, you know, it's a spot. Yeah. This, is a, this, it is a, this is a very, though, no, this is a once in a lifetime spot right here for the Texans. Houston plus seven. I mean, Deshaun Watson hasn't played football in two years. He hasn't played meaningful football in two years. I, I know the Texans are really bad, but like Cleveland, after a, a, a high of highs last week and a crazy win, like now you got to go on the road down to Texans, like, the Texans have anything left in this season to fight for other than like, let's not let this guy like come into our building and, and beat us up after what he, you know, left, left our franchise scarred and, and we had to trade him away and all, you know, all this other stuff. Like, I, I, I don't know, maybe Houston plus seven, but 
I, I get could not take him in the five, but I'll probably no. be I'll probably be on Houston plus it. Yeah, I, I want to take. I might be on Houston just just for principle's sake, honestly. At true, the end of the true. day, true. More a moral pick. Moral pick. Um, I, I just want your opinion. You're taking Dan Campbell ten days, ten days rest at home against the Jags. Like that game is horrible. I mean, it's down to it's currently pick them now at a lot of places. Yes. So it's just Lions straight up beating the Jags. Can you do it? I say it's going. Yeah, it started at Detroit plus one and a half to Jags plus one and a half, and now it's back to a pick them. Um, yeah, I am wondering if the the theatrics and the ending of last week's game for Jacksonville has bumped this a little too much. And like Detroit after the bye has just been good. Detroit with yeah. Amon Ross, St. Brown in the lineup, they're like a top t- ten, top eight offense in the league when they have a full all their guys. And like I said, you know they've got. Williams and Swift back in the lineup now, even though Swift's not getting any work. Uh, still bothering me. And But they are moving the ball, and the defense has been better, like, you know, league average, not bottom not bottom of the barrel like they were the first few weeks. Like, they are, I was watching them, absolutely. they hung with the Bills. Like, they were really kind of frustrating Josh Allen. Josh Allen was frustrated at the end of that game on Thanksgiving. Stephon mm-hmm. Diggs had to, had to keep the offense, like, motivated and up in that game. Josh Allen looked like he was just throwing in the towel there. He was all sorts of frustrated, so... Uh, their defense is playing well. I, I think I would have to take Dan Campbell here, but yeah, just I don't know. The talk, cat dogs, cat dogs, both. Yeah. Of them. You could have got them both at one and a half. You know, positive Seriously. odds. You're, you're, <laughs> you're middling to a couple of cat dogs, man. Dan Campbell and Doug Peterson. God bless you. That would be awesome. Hopefully, that frustration for Josh Allen carried over to Thursday night, but we'll see. Um, let's do the specials. Mine is real easy and real quick because it's the only weather game involved. Green Bay and Chicago, because that's the only thing you can do here, really. You won't take any of those sides. I don't want a piece of either of those teams. But the under is 43 and a half. It's a divisional game, and there's 15 to 25 mile-per-hour winds with 18 miles-per-hour sustained. The Windy City, it's a classic. It's on grass. This game usually has an underplay in it, and it will again here. I'm going to take Green Bay and Chicago under 43 and a half. Let's make some magic. Because, I mean, I, I, it's coming. It's happening. I know it's happening. So why don't we just put it there and lock it in? Man, oh, man. This one's tough. So I, I we're definitely starting with the Bengals here. Again, I think I think we like the Bengals okay. spot. It's a, it's a short one, I know. But, again, I don't – so a lot of these bigger numbers this week, I just I, – I could, I could see them covering the spreads, but I have a hard time. Like, I have a really hard time seeing seeing the Rams win out, outright. Um I have a hard time uh, seeing the Texans win outright. There's one I, out I'm, there, though. I'm, I'm thinking about Vrabel. I'm thinking about putting him in there. But, again, I do think that that line really stinks. I, yeah. I think that that line really stinks, and I am worried. that I'm already not confident in taking them on the spread, so I shouldn't take them on the money line. As much as I said I was back and forth on this game when you were talking about it, I, these teams are closer then they look. So the value would be on the under, underdog. We're going to put the Jets in the money line parlay. Yep, there no. was a will. There was a way. We have I, Lou, I need you. I need you to call Bobby. I need you to make sure he's got that cue ball head of his shined and polished before. Use all the powers that him and Mike White have. Blind Kirk Cousins with that head of his, even though they're in a dome. I don't lock up Justin Jefferson, throw away the key, and, and just make sure the Sunday sauce is looking okay. 
And who else, buddy? <laughs> if you say the Giants right now, I'm walking off. No, I said I said starting with the Bengals. <laughs> so the Bengals, right. the Bengals, okay. and the Jets. You guys no, are I, all I, over I, the. I, you guys are really. No. I am lost this week with the Jets. Love. I. <laughs> I don't know, Lou. I will say he's talking about that shiny head. The glass panels in that stadium. I mean, they let all the white in the world. So I mean, it's it's cool. <sighs> well. Hey, listen. How do you, how do you feel all this admiration coming your way? I, I'm lost. I'm not used to this. I don't get this nah. type of love. Nah. Uh, eventually, we're going to have to start big game hunting because it's going to get too far down the list here. Um, do you dare think about the Colts? No. 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 Uh, I, no. 11 points is a lot, and it would be a – it feels like maybe – Bounce back and against Dallas. I mean, Dallas and prim- primetime at home. I'm putting it out there because I feel like, I feel like at some point we're going to have to do a big game hunt because we're down currently right now. The Magic Money Line parlay is down six point four units. That's what it's down. So we got to get something above six fifty, cooking, and I, I, I'll let the Bengals Jets go right now. But I would propose. Maybe taking one of those two out and putting in the Colts. So Bengals and Jets would be three nine five plus plus three hundred ninety five. Right, so that's so not really going to get us all the way there. Mm-hmm. If we were to take the Bengals out and put the Colts in, it would be almost eleven to one plus <laughs> plus a thousand eighty three. Or we do the Bengals and the Colts, which would still also be. 981. So the Bengals, the Colts, and the Jets is what you're saying. <laughs> <laughs> now I have to put that in just because. I feel like at the end of the day, like we only have so many weeks left. The goal like is to be positive have... here, right? The goal yeah. is whether if we're going to lose, if we're going to be down uh, seven units, we might as well be down 10 units, right? Agreed. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's this is the late in the season chase. This is this is uh Pac 12 football starting in five minutes. Yep. What do I what can I put in really quick to get even today? Um, we're one and who, who you, I mean, who would you take out? Cincinnati, <laughs> Jets, Colts is the money line parlay. Let's go. Here Let's we go. Let's big game hunt, Dan. You're right. We got to do it. We got to do it because we don't want to give the people, we got to at least make people some money. You know? I hate I hate giving out them uh, under plus four hundred. I do. I hate that. So I usually can't take anybody uh, you know that's under three points because you got you got to have at least plus one twenty on the money line to be like right. in the parlay. Right. So okay. So that's Colts plus uh, four ten, and the Jets are plus one thirty two. So it's, all together, it's yeah, so ridiculous. It's such a it's such a ridiculous money line parlay. It's it's bound to hit. So I mean. It's it's one of those where you just pull your nose and do it because no one else is going to have. Man, it's going to be really tempting not to just like cash that bad boy out going to the Sunday night. But we'll see, we'll see, we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. All right, Lewis. Tough one last week. Really should have had it. It wasn't really fair. Yeah, I thought who made the catch of his life. You know? I thought Tom Brady was really just going to you know overtime. Or even I, it wasn't I, even that it was conservative. It was Todd Bowles being conservative. I don't know why Brady didn't check out and just start slinging it. I just don't know why. Just bad. Just a bad loss. Listen, we don't get the cover. It's all right. Uh, we move on to this week. Okay. Uh, 
we had a you guys had a little moral conversation before but um there's no standing for moral high ground in the NFL as we all know <laughs> Deshaun Watson is back all right I get it I don't want to be insensitive to anyone or any situation you know it's really terrible uh but this is football okay we let these guys go out there and smash each other's heads around at full speed. Uh, Deshaun Watson is back. There was a point in time we thought he was clear-cut top three quarterback in the league, and then he doesn't play for almost two years. He's back. He's playing his old team. This is a re revenge game, if you want to call it that. This is a just go beat up my old team kind of deal. Uh, and the Browns are just better. Even if it was Jacoby Brissett playing, it, they're just still better. Who are the Texans? Matt said it before. He's like, what do they have to lose? Like, well, uh, they have to lose. They still stink. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's my bet the narrative. I don't like the minus seven, but we're riding with it. It's it's heavy. It is heavy. I wasn't sure if you were going to stay right. through with it because I know you were like, no matter what, we're, we're, we're going to probably take this. Because, again, the Texans have just been that bad. And it's like, yeah, he hasn't played football in two years, but can you ask for a better – Tell me he hasn't been Punch a better meatball to come up and just pound. Like, it's so funny to me. It's always a situation of, oh, oh, you know, he hasn't been playing in a long time. It's like, well, all these teams are always talking about bringing in other players that haven't been playing recently. OBJ hasn't been playing, but everyone's, okay, where's he going? That's like the big story now. So these guys stay in shape. They stay ready. He's a quarterback in the NFL. He's ready to play, especially after being off for this long. Amari Cooper should have a day and a half. I'll tell you that. But outside of that, I'm only taking the one pick officially. I do like the Cincinnati mm. pick. I like the two and a half. I might snipe it. I might just really – it's a lot. It's like 10 to win 170. It's pretty good. If it hits, who crazy, crazy stuff. Uh, but I really hope Miami goes to San Fran and beats the crap the 49ers so he can come back next week and Dan loses his mind. I hope it happens. I'm not going to take it. Not going to happen. But there's a hook on that three. Not going to happen. It could come. All right. All right. We'll see. I hope. I'm, I'm hoping. Dan's hatred for Tua has now, I'm a Jets fan, has driven me to root for the Dolphins right now. It really has. The Tua, the Tua disrespect is out of hand. I, I can understand. If, if there's anything, it's, again, the McDaniels, McDaniels popped on my Instagram constantly is like really being like, this guy, this guy is the way, like I said, if you have seen that clip, where he's talking to two on the sideline, talking about YouTube and him, and the comment said oh. he looked like he looked like he was holding the Gatorade cup, like it was a martini, like he had some Casamigos in there, or something like that. Like that's Arrogant. some of the comments. Are I mean, oh. he just and you said, Dan, you said look at the rose colored glasses. I believe that is rose gold, my friend. I believe that uh, exactly. That. I believe that I mean, was it, rose gold. I, I wouldn't be surprised. It's it's honestly, and I look Tua. God love him. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's great. Um, he's just not the level of quarterback that. People want to say that he is. I'm sorry. It's just not it. And I'll continue to say it. And, you know, if they had if they had a guy like Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes, they'd be unbeatable. But they're not because they have two of them. And well, if they yeah. upgraded their quarterback, that would be a better situation. That's all I say about it. But at the end of the day, we've got to play the game and find out. At least he's still in the MVP rankings. I love that you picked the two top quarterbacks in the NFL as like if they had these two guys, like that they, they would be better. It's true. Like, I mean, true. if anybody could, had Patrick we'll, Mahomes, we'll do a we'll do a ten questions at the end of the year with the question: How many quarterbacks do you take 
on the Dolphins before you take Tua Tagovailoa, and we'll see what happens. Are they playing right now or just? Yeah, right at now. The end of the year, well, we'll, be, we'll do it. At the, we'll do be it. For a future thing. I feel like at the end of the year. No, we'll do it because the Dolphins will be in the playoffs, so we'll do it right before the playoffs, and that's what we'll do. Okay. I will. I could see myself being at around eight or nine, and Dan will probably be at 15. like 16. seventeen. Yeah. <laughs> no doubt. But until then, we'll make these picks. Maddie, run down your picks for the week. So we have got the aforementioned Miami Dolphins and Tua Tagovailoa going in, getting beaten this week by San Francisco uh, by hopefully at least four points. San Francisco minus four. Mike Vrabel, the underdog king. Uh, Tennessee Titans plus five and a half going into Philadelphia. I've got Cincinnati going uh, against Kansas City. My middle with Dan Cincinnati plus two and a half at home as a home dog. And they're all home dogs the rest of the way. La- uh, Los Angeles Rams plus seven at home taking on uh, the Seattle Seahawks and the New York Giants, uh, New York football Giants taking on the commanders at home plus two and a half. And then Magic Moneyland parlay this week, we decided we took a reroute. We were going to go, Hunt some pheasant, and then we stand said, "You know what? I, I'd really just rather bag an elk this week if we could." Uh, so we made it Jets and Colts money line parlay uh, plus ten eighty. Mmm, that is juicy. That is very very juicy. Like Maddie said, we're mind melting. Cincinnati plus two on the at home against Kansas City. They will do what they did last year to Kansas City this time in their own stadium. I'm going to take the Steelers minus one at Atlanta. I think that was a toughie, but a goodie. I like Mike Tomlin against that team. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Still love them. And we still think the Vikings are overrated. Jets on the road, plus three. Go Mike White. Again, mind-melding again. San Francisco blows out Miami. Minus four is what we're saying uh, in the mind-meld. At least I'm saying they're blowing them out. And then just win, baby. Number one player of the week. It's ugly. It's gross. But it's a divisional home dog. Las Vegas Raiders, plus one and a half against the L.A. Chargers. Under the weather. Green Bay at Chicago under 43 and a half for reasons that are pretty obvious to you hearing that game being played. And of course, the bet the narrative this week. Lewis. Cleveland minus seven. That's it. Sorry. Deshaun Watson's back. Cleveland minus seven. Nobody wants it, but it'll happen. It feels like you're right. Uh, it feels it. Hey, listen, normally when I don't like it, it hits. So yeah, right. I, I don't feel good about it, but this is football. <laughs> it's the only thing we do uh we'll see you next week ladies and gentlemen week 14 on the horizon but we got to get through the 13th week first and then again these are getting more consequential and consequential as we go along um a happy holidays as we also go along here it's starting to be that time the hanukkahs the christmases all that you can wrap a bow around it is starting to happen 2023 also coming up for us in a new year, in a new season. We can't wait to see what happens next week on the Sunday card. Maddie, you got to scream it, scream it at him, scream it at him. I'm doing it like he's doing at his press conferences. Uh, 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 let's ride. Uh, walk it off. Broncos <laughs> country. Let's ride, please. Score some points. We'll see you next for week. the love of God. <laughs>
Google Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also listen to us on Sports Country Radio at sportscountry.net at 11 a.m., 3 p.m., and 5 p.m. on Saturdays, and again at 11.30 a.m. on Sundays. Follow us on Twitter for all of our picks throughout the regular season at the Sunday Card. And remember, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. That's 1-800-GAMBLER.